This is the official podcast for casual anime fanatics. Today we'll talk highlights from The Rising of the Shield Hero Season 3, Episode 7, titled The Girl and the Dragon. Hello anime fans and welcome to That Anime Podcast for casual anime fanatics where we talk all things anime in a fun and uncensored fashion for your listening pleasure. I'm your host Jordo and here with me as always is my co-host and Ken. We're recording bright and early today. It's 7am but we gotta do it because it's Thanksgiving week so 7 there's on no a work other day. time. 7am on a work a day. Pre-work <laughs> pre recording. <laughs> yeah we've I think that this is a first, actually. I don't think we've ever done a pre-work recording. We only do mornings on, like, Saturdays or Sundays. Yeah. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't agree to it, but you know, it's, you know, the week of Thanksgiving and I'm working from home, so I don't have to drive into the office or anything. I got a little, <laughs> a little more free time before the 8 a.m. bell. Oh, I got to go into the office, but I woke up probably 30 minutes ago and... If you're wondering why our voices sound different, it's because we're, you know, talking for the first time of the day. Yeah, pretty much true. I usually, I got up at six still just because I don't like to sleep in too much and get off my normal <laughs> end of the office schedule. <laughs> <laughs> what time do you have to let the dogs out in the morning? They're still in there. They they just get pissed, but they'll wait as long as they need to. <laughs> if I don't have time to like let them out and stuff, they'll wait for Darby to get up. <laughs> well, one, every once in a while, you wake you wake up smelling that steam. <laughs> Ignis, <laughs> Ignis will shit. I mean, yeah, once whenever he was sick, but yeah, was middle of the night, woke up, but he had he had something. He was sick that time. <laughs> All right, well, let's talk some Shield Hero. So, what did you think of this episode? With the Pokemon, <laughs> aka Charizard, it looked like Charmander. Charmeleon was what it looked like, kind of like the color red, and I mean, and the it sucks because right. like last episode, the the one that I missed, I had to watch back to back because I was too behind. The one that I missed was probably the best episode of the season, and not because, yeah, it was. and they didn't do anything cool. Like there was no flashy animation. There was like nothing really cool that happened on screen. We just like for once in Shield Hero. Like, we may know more about Ren, backstory-wise, than we know about anybody else in the whole yeah. fucking thing. Like, even more than Naofumi. We just know that yeah. he's, like, a college student. And we know what he's gone through, obviously, but, like, as far yeah, as... Yeah, he got uh, fucking stabbed in the, stabbed in the street. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, Used himself as a meat shield. So, in that sense, it was... Last week's episode was actually pretty decent, because, I don't know, I feel like we finally learned about somebody, and, and kind of... We kind of got the gist that he thought the world was a game, but... He's basically a Kirito. That was his path. He was gonna he's gonna solo the game, but Yeah. Uh and then so I was kind of after I watched that, I was like, okay, maybe we're like getting into some shit and then it went straight back to the track to the bull, basically. <laughs> it's almost it's not a slice of life anime because it's not our world, but it kind of is like a slice of life if you lived in this type of world, because like, he does a lot of daily tasks. 
He's meeting a lot mm-hmm. of new characters, NPCs. And Cooking just, up breakfast. Yeah, doing mundane stuff. So it's, I don't, I mean, it's people like that. So I'm wondering, I don't know if that's the path they're trying to go down or it's just happening by accident. But it almost feels that way. It's just like the daily life of, you know, medieval magical times. Mm-hmm. Therianthropes, or whatever they're called. <laughs> Tyrianthropes. Yeah, more or less. <laughs> well... I agree, yeah. We did learn a lot about Ren last episode, and it's it's interesting because we know that he gets stabbed in the the old world, his original world, and we see in the opening Moto Yasu stabbed in the gut, so I'm wondering if when we get his backstory, he also got stabbed, and then maybe it turns out all, the, all of the heroes were brought there because they sacrificed themselves in some way. But now Fumi didn't. He just picked up a book at the library and was like, oh, this looks pretty nice. Maybe he did before or something. <laughs> yeah, maybe he did in the past. Who knows? Because I wasn't, it, it wasn't, it didn't explicitly say like he got stabbed and was teleported to the world, you know? True. Like he True. may have like got up, got healed and went to school for a couple weeks and then got sucked into the world. Yeah, and maybe the reason why he was like shy and didn't want all those people coming over is because that was the aftermath of him getting stabbed and he just didn't want to be around people anymore. Yeah, it could be. I mean, we don't know for sure yet when any of that shit took place, so. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the episode synopsis. Keel and the other demi-human children in the village are starting to learn how to assume Therianthrope form like Sedina. Ren is now staying in the village while suffering the effects of the curse swords and doing his best to fit in. And I have to say, I'm very glad that Ren wasn't being a, wasn't being a bastard. Like, he, he's, he's laid down the sword, and he's just trying to fit in. Like, he's not trying to be the sword hero. He's not trying to be a hard ass. He's just trying to keep his head down, be friendly, and he's catching feelings for Eclair. <laughs> I, get, I, I just get the feeling she's a lot older than them. Not a lot older than them. I just get the feeling like Ren's like, what is he, 16, 15, 16? Uh, I think, yeah, he, I think Ren is, yeah. I don't think he's, I think uh, the bow here is Moto Yasu is 20, Moto Yasu is 21, or now, Moto Yasu was 22. I thought now for him he was 22, he was the oldest. Or was no, it? Moto Yasu was the oldest. He's, he's, he's 23 then. Still calling him father too? I know. Yeah, I just no. She seems like an adult, like a young adult, I guess. Eclair. When I say young adult, I mean like early twenties. Yeah. But then I don't know. He just he just seems like a teenager to me, like a high schooler, like sixteen, seventeen mm-hmm. max. But it's hard to tell with anime characters, even though they did tell us their ages at the beginning. I just can't remember. He's young. He's definitely under the age of eighteen. Otherwise, he wouldn't have. When he killed that bandit, he would have thrown that mask in the in the dirt. He he. But he, instead, he was like, "I'm keeping the mask." Oh, <laughs> I, I may have done the same thing. I'd be like, "It's pretty cool." <laughs> I would cool not. I would not have taken the mask. <laughs> so we learned that there's two months until the phoenix arrives, which I feel like it's always been two months. Like time keeps passing, but the phoenix deadline keeps getting pushed back. I mean, they always say like, we have no time till the Phoenix gets here, so I'm thinking like days, but two months is here's, a good, it's a good chunk of time. Yeah. So here's my question for you: Do you listen to the opening song and watch the whole thing? I mean, yeah, I'm not like rocking out to it, like specials, but like <laughs> I've never skipped it. 
Shit, it's good, kid. It's yeah, really I like good. it, and I like the ending now too. I just there's only one, only one English word in the whole song, and it's wipe out. Don't matter, need to come to wipe out. Is there? Because I asked because there's a part where we see. I've always assumed it's the phoenix. It's like got four wings, and you see the side like it's turning its head to the side, and it's all black. But now I'm thinking, was that is that the phoenix or is that this dragon? Whenever it comes back, like is this going to be like a a Drogon kind of situation where it flies away when it's kind of youthful and then it comes back and it's a fucking monster? <laughs> yeah, I mean he's coming back for sure. They already said he's the Weirs. They're the, they're the loyalists of all dragons. I know he ate yeah. that stone, but I don't know. It's just not really the show either where he would go completely rogue and now Fumi just kills him. True. Plus, that wouldn't even be a good storyline because we don't really fucking care about what's his name, Therion, <laughs> or something. Galeon. Galeon. Yeah, we don't really. Ca- <laughs> I don't really care about him that much. Like he ain't been around. He was kind of cool when he was like a young buck, but that was only for like ten minutes. Yeah, I kind of care about him in the sense like it would be cool if Nalfami's village had a like a sentry dragon flying around protecting it all the time. Yeah, like I. I mean, I'm assuming he's going to help and be like, I don't know, like a a companion, beast companion that helps with all the fights going forward. That would be okay. I'm saying if the next arc is like, go kill this dragon that used to be your friend, it won't have that much payoff because it'd just yeah, be like, we don't care. essentially just be like killing a dragon. Like they ain't bonded that hard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe right. that one girl who all of a sudden came out of nowhere and is the dragon whisperer. Windia. Yeah, yeah her like, name's Windia. It's like, why put her in here and act like we know, we've known her? Do we have She's we the known monster her? rancher? No, we've never seen her before in our life. <laughs> not the one that, not the one that got kicked out of role place. The young fox looking one. Yeah, her name's Windia, and she has never once been on screen before, to my knowledge. And then she just is like gets all this. She like she's a key member of the village. All of a sudden, she's in there freaking breeding the caterpillars. Yeah, against, hiding them eggs. Nafumi's will. <laughs> He's like, we can't feed this many. Dispose of them. They're like, no, we want to keep them. And, but yeah, we'll get to that part. So we see we have the little training arc. Uh, we see everybody training. Atla and Fole still train together. She Buddhist palms the shit out of him. She's clearly stronger than Fole already. Um, yeah, but this it's girl like, sign. He, he wouldn't hurt her either. Yeah, he wouldn't hurt her, but still, he would. He wants her to be strong, yeah. too. I mean, I figure she's strong. I hope it's not just like she's completely OP. Like, she can be stronger than him, but he was supposed to be, like, a decent character, too. So I hope he's not just, mm-hmm. like, sidelined because his sister can now fight. Yep, and I'm not sure where they're going with Atla, if she's going to be, like, Philo in the sense, like, she's always going to be small and obsessed with Nafimi, or if she's going to become like Raftalia and mature from getting stronger and then be competing with Raftalia for Nafimi's love. Probably. And I hope it's the first one. I hope it's the first one because we just don't need another, we don't need another love interest, like a true love interest for Nafimi. Like he's got, he's got Sedina, he's got Raftalia. Well, if you're, he had Eclair, but now Eclair's definitely going to be Rand's girl. It's just anybody, like, if you're just a female character in that world and come into contact. <laughs> yeah, either... plot twist. The black... Plot twist now for me likes the blacksmith. 
<laughs> that would be some needed, shit right there. Needed plot twist. But yeah, would, either... it would actually spice this thing up. Like now, Raftalia and all the girls would be like, "What?" Yeah, you either have to love Nafumi, like love him, or at least have a lustful desires for him. It's the two rules for female characters, mm-hmm. one or the other. Yep, it's it's written in the in the guidelines for the show. So this sign girl who's from the other world, she's always starving. Um, she's waiting at the breakfast pot for them to finish cooking. We learned that Keel has, I was hoping that he was like achieved in adult form. Cause you know, he's going to be freaking jacked when he does, but he achieved Fox form. Um, and they calling it the Therianthrope. And we learned that, uh, Foal, who's the white tiger brother, he has the same knack for transformation, so we should expect to see him in the white tiger form soon. And I'm betting it will be, like, next episode. The only, th- the only thing that sucks with this fox form is, like, he's so small of a fox, like, it's, it's almost like he needs to become the adult form of his demi-human self so that he can be like a fox that's actually decent at fighting yeah it's like small too it's like a pomsky it's not like a uh-huh. it's like, it looks like a husky but it's like the pomsky version you know they crossbred yep. it with with the pomeranian to make it small but keep that look <laughs> keep that black it's and white exactly coat. like a pomsky you're right i don't know i think they just tried to shoehorn in some cute characters this episode mm-hmm this is basically was the plan <laughs> Yeah, we get the happy music, everyone's eating, and Ren is convinced to serve breakfast to everybody. As he's serving breakfast, we see this little orange-haired girl with a fox tail, or I don't know what she is, but she's peeking around the barn, and Nafumi's like, what was her name again? Was it Windia? And that was basically to just introduce this girl to us. (laughs) And then the opening song plays, and it's pretty damn good. It's up there for me, and, and top mad kid songs wasn't a huge fan of it at first but i think it's because i wasn't a huge fan of the season but yeah. now i'm I'm getting into it it's just very it's just and i can appreciate that a show does this personally i'm not saying i like love the song it's good but it's very shield hero like i like how most of the songs kind of they kind of fit in a genre like the shield hero genre of music uh-huh. They're kind of themed that way. I know they're all by the same artist, but I I don't know. I just like how they kind of all go together in unison. Tells mm-hmm. a, tells a story within itself. They're all part of the same exact album. Like they're, they're all on the same album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There hasn't been any dramatic switch-ups. No. So we see Philo being chased or she's being ridden by some blonde girl with dark skin. Looks like she's Egyptian or something. Her name is Ratotil Anthrea, but she's like, my friends call me Rat. <laughs> so so Rat officially is joining the village. First thing she does is pull a letter from her bra, hands it to Nalfami. And again, this is the perfect opportunity when the main character would would be somebody like Kazuma from Konosuba. This is where they take it and smell it first. But Nalfami ain't that guy. He's, like, he's serious the, as a heart attack. What's the logistics on that, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, get, I know. I get pulling some stuff out of there, but a fucking a postcard. But, but the yeah, a full blown letter from the queen just coming yeah. out of the bra. Maybe if it was like a scroll, like up in a scroll or something. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, just gonna get paper cuts if it's just a letter, you know. Yeah, just one, just 
to throw that in there that that's just uh, them letting us know that this is one of the girls that n- no she doesn't love Naofumi but she'd get in the sack with him if it came down to it if it were yeah, up to her she'd, do- she'd she'd shack up with him and that's all that was meant to show us <laughs> she'll do what she can to get to be able to do her research so it's yeah. from the queen it says she's an alchemist who was exiled from Fabre for causing trouble but she's talented enough that if now if we can put her to use properly, she'll be help in his lands and help them prosper. Yeah, she didn't so she didn't understand equivalent exchange. She was fucking some shit up. <laughs> yeah. <in her> last <laughs> place. <laughs> yeah, she says that the people that banished her from Fabre didn't understand her research. Her specialty is monsters. She basically makes them stronger and her what she wants is to mess with the philo breed, the philolio breed. Um, now Fumi decides to give her a chance, shows her his little monster tent, which I had, I never knew he was raising monsters in the first place, but apparently he's got three giant caterpillars. Oh yeah, that's the beauty um, of the village, like, we don't really, all we've ever really seen is this burnt down house and some shots in the distance, so, if they need yeah. to throw in, like, if they need, like, a cellar for, like, nuclear war, they they could have it already, and we just don't know it. Yeah, that is the beauty of it. The less the less information they give us, the more they can just bring out when they need it. Yeah, it's like ultimate carnival pop up tent. We'll do some monster ranching in here. Yeah, it's just it's just basically caterpillars, but we're we're trying to get more species. So she agrees to take on a slave crest from Naphemy, because uh, he still doesn't quite trust her, and she's like, "That's fine as long as I can do my research." And then we see that they got a care package from Siltvelt, and in it is a black dragon egg. It's freaking massive, and apparently the more powerful a dragon is, they will breed with any species, which is problematic. Yeah, I saw. And so I was, they... like, I was like, I never heard of that before. It's let's shield your invention. They'll breed oh, with yeah. anything. <laughs> and so, did you catch the part where they mentioned that? Um, you remember that dragon Moto Yasu was racing Philo on from season one? Yeah, that's why I remember that she don't like like the chickens and dragons don't get along. So that was that dragon was a product of a dragon mating with a philolial, and so it made that breed of dragons. So that's why she's saying it's terrible for ecosystems because they'll bra- basically breed with anything. <laughs> oh, did she said that specifically that that dragon yeah. rode was? Uh, I thought that was just like yeah. Now for me, well, now for me brought it up like, is it like the dragon that uh, mm. philolials don't like? And she she was like, well, that's the thing is they kind of implied it. Well, damn, like that dragon. So that dragon Red forced with a that dra- So that dragon forced himself on a philolial is what they're saying. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's why it was shaped like a chicken, the same size and everything and mostly just runs. Well, I was about to say like they should get uh at the very least, I feel like for the battle they should get some philolials like a fleet. Yeah. Or I like, still don't understand the dragon crossbreed. They need some fucking some mounts. Yeah, they do. And you've got the philolial queen on your side, like, she'll lend you some, some philolials. Well, and she can just, like, lead them well, I'm sure. Like, they're pretty OP. If you have, like, a pack of them with some good riders. Hell yeah. Teach everybody how to use a bow. That's why we need Itsuki. He he could be pretty deadly on a philolial if he can just, like, get some harness or he can stand up on one. Yeah. A, with 360 mu- movement. <laughs> Just like basically keep keep him safe and just ride around the battlefield and he can just pick people off. I know he could. 
shit. Yeah, if they work together, he could just stay back and just launch fucking arrows. I'm sure he's got like hella fucking skills by now. Shoot some volleys, some, Hell <laughs> some yeah. giant blasts. That's what yeah, one thing get- I really want to see. Like, if they do have any budget for actual animation and are going to do any good fights, like, it'd be sick to see like all the heroes have like a good fight or like show off some good skills. This yeah, season. or a strategy, like some strategy that like they plan and we see play out, and like I want to see, I want to see this phoenix come in and they absolutely destroy it, and they realize like, holy, sh- when we work together, this is like, this is easy. They're like and allowed. The are they like boss. allowed to work together now? Kind of. <laughs> no. Or do they just drop that because they used to not be able to like journey together, or they wouldn't level? No, up. that was that was only. Uh, well, they can't level up together, like, they can't be in the same party, but they're supposed to work together with, with fighting. I just didn't know if, like, even Ren could, like, chill too close to now Fumi's area. No, he can. But, um, next thing we know, now Fumi's carrying the dragon egg, and it's freaking way bigger than it looked in the chest, and apparently carrying it around as him will raise its stats, according to Rat. And we see the the flashback of him asking Ren to take care of it. And Ren's like, Oh, I can't. Cause the curse series that is still affecting me and it's degrading anything I touch. So now Fumi's like shit. So now they're going with all these. I want now Fumi's probably got one more curse. I wonder what his is going to be. Moto Yasu's got to have lust. <laughs> yeah. His is for <laughs> sure. Lust. The only one I could think of, but I'm someone's going to get three probably, or maybe someone's going to get like four. I just want well, Moto Yasu. Like, Moto Yasu probably has two, and Itsuki probably has two. Yeah, I was thinking uh, Moto Yasu could be pride too, but he's not very prideful. He's humbled himself. I mean, we don't need to yeah. get too into him, but now that they've introduced the it, seven deadly sins, like I got to assume yep. those are going to come into play for each, <laughs> each hero to some degree. Oh, yeah. It is. Yeah, and hopefully Moto Yasu... I mean, uh, now Fumi does have another one, just to, just for the sake of unlocking another curse series. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because that so shit, much. like, yeah, you don't want him to do too much. But he's in a, straight up in a pinch. He's straight up only only one through season one and two. Like, he only survived because of his hatred. I mean, that's essentially their secret treasure, you know. <laughs> yep. <laughs> just get back into a corner. You got that fucking wrath on you. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You got to unlock that that curse series. I mean, it's kind of like Asta, you know. Sometimes you just got to go dark. You got to use the powers of the powers of the darkness. <laughs> yeah, nothing better than a protagonist with some dark powers. Oh yeah. So we go over to the blacksmith, and he's finished the Siderite katana for Raftalia. She picks it up, and its skill's name is Stardust Blade. And we get a sh- we get a look at everybody's levels here. So I I wrote them down. Now for me is level seventy six. Raftalia is level 79, Philo 80, Rishia 70, and then keep in mind Sedina, Fole, and Atla, they just got reset, but Sedina is level 44, Fole's 43, and Atla is 21. So Atla's already kicking Fole's ass at 21, and he's 43, so she's pretty <laughs> strong, I think. White tiger blood. Uh-huh. There's a part where Fole sings the lullaby that their mom used to sing for him and Atla. Which was like they could have they could have got a guy that could sing a little bit. <laughs> it was just kind of it was kind of just weird. And then 
Nafumi wakes up, Atlas in his bed. This is apparently the third time this has happened. And then we see that she tied Fole up in his bed so that he couldn't come get her. Raftalia and Atla go at it. So they're they're definitely going to clash. When she becomes an adult, this is going to be a problem. And I, I just don't think we need it. Uh, Keel and Melty, they make fun of Nafumi with the egg on his back. And then Sign now has, shows up and she's got a floating, like, friendly. It looks like the, the dog version of Keel. Yeah, that's <laughs> who it, I thought it was for a second until I saw it was, like, a fucking sewn-up doll. Yeah. But nice. What do they call shit? those things in, in like, JRPGs? I mean, it's not really a familiar... Cause it's yeah, that's it's what they it, call them though. But it's like oh, it is. I didn't think it, I thought she was just using it. I didn't think it was like an actual fucking sentient. Yeah, thing. It, it's not sentient, but it, it it looks like a familiar. It's basically just translating what she yeah. says. Like the Drac Galeon would be a familiar if he chills. Like if he's gonna hang out with Naofumi, or fucking maybe even. Well, I guess Rafchan's not. She doesn't provide any like buffs that we know of. Yeah. Um, we see Ren at the old village library. He's trying to learn Melramark's language. Claire comes up, leans over, pushes her hair over her ear. You know, the classic the classic part where the guy realizes his feelings for the girl. <laughs> like I've seen I've seen this exact shot from so many anime, it's like not even funny. But I'm all for it because we don't have to hate Ren anymore. All I want is to not hate the other heroes. Like the, I'm, I'm tired of that being the premise of the show, and so this is refreshing to me. Like let's, let's actually like some other characters for once. Um, Rat has apparently been going to work planting like camps. So she, you pl- plant a seed and it builds a house. She says it stores up sunlight during the day, and when night comes, its flowers bloom, which is pretty sweet. Um, the dragon egg starts to crack open. There's no freaking liquid in this thing. It's just the shell cracks and the dragon's just standing in there. Now for me, picks him up out of there and it looks just like Charizard, just like a Charmander or like you said, a Charmeleon. I think a Charmeleon, but it gave it like the, like facially and color wise, but it has like a Dragonite's body. Yes. Yeah. The big thick legs, the hourglass face. Yeah. Uh, body shape. Sharp face. It's a male rat says or she suspects it to be a male and she thinks it's a weir and it's one of the most loyal dragon types and windia names it galeon which is a pretty sweet name um the dragon apparently likes it and i feel like this dragon like i knew it flew away at the end but i feel like this dragon's going to be like the key to them beating the phoenix like I feel like they're going to be like down on their luck and like everybody's like laying down like blasted from the Phoenix and then they're going to be like, it's Galeon, he rides. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) that's what I feel like is going to happen. He's going to show up like at the last moment before the whole village gets just destroyed by the Phoenix and it's going to have like, it's going to basically go into the arm, the classic like midair arm wrestling match between two flying things where they're just like pushing on each other. You think he's going to reach that level of size like that time? In, like massive. In two months? Yeah, it's true. Oh, yeah. After two months, that fucking dark egg or whatever. He, he. I mean, shit, he was growing uh, they, probably two weeks passed, passed and he is already this big now that he ate that, that core. Yeah, I thought they were going to yeah. like keep him small for like the season just because. 
I thought they were really leaning into they got plenty of mascots, but I thought they were like, let's get this get this dragon mascot. Because he was yep. just a little fellow for a long time. Well, not a long time, but they feel like they're setting him up to be this like a mascot. And then eventually Yeah, pet companion. Yeah, become that. I didn't think it happened so quick. Yeah. And right away they show us Philo and Galeon don't get along. There's always squabbles between the Philoleals and dragons. Uh, now Fumi catches old Galeon doing the old ding-dong ditch on his ass, so I guess somebody's been going to Naofumi's room and knocking on the door and then running away for several nights, and so he set up the old prison, <laughs> the old shield prison trap. <laughs> and this part just didn't make sense to me. They they write it off as him just wanting to spend time with Naofumi, and he was jealous because he wasn't playing with him. And then right when Galeon gets in his room, he goes and starts jumping on the bed, and then he puts his nose in that little bag, and the Emperor's Dragon Corps from Kizuna's world rolls out. Right away, he eats this thing, and everybody's like, no! Freaking grows huge like Charizard. Blasts a hole through the door. They're getting ready to fight this thing, and Nafumi's like, I don't want to kill it. And so he flies away. What the heck is what kind of show is this where they just have the CGI of the dragon? <laughs> I know what the like and it didn't even do anything. It was just like standing there. Like That's what I mean. It's not like CGI it was like this. flying around or freaking <laughs> moving intricately. Like you could have just drawn him like shit, if Pokemon was doing this shit in the nineties, <laughs> drawing Charizard blow fire, they could have Yeah. I don't know. I just thought it was weird. It's like why make why make it stick out like that? It's like the color palette wasn't even the same either. They're like, Yeah, just Let's use a completely different color palette than anything else in the show. That way, really, yeah. that way these dragons really stand out. Yeah, it was it was a weird choice when they just decide to go CGI for no reason. Yeah, especially with something but like we, that. It's like whenever Naofumi does like the chains on a shield, like I get it if it's something that moves really quick and you don't have the budget, but a fucking stationary dragon, you could have drew that. Yeah. It makes sense for Iron Maiden, but not for a standing still dragon. But we do see these, this dragon's uh, level is 37. So already pretty strong, too. And now he's about to go, go full on Drogon, just go out to some villages, burn them to the ground, eat some sheep, and flies away. But I did want to mention, too, there was a part whenever the dragon egg cracked open and they pulled him out. Nafumi took a piece of the egg and dropped it in his shield, and they didn't show us what skill he learned. It just kind of made like a zip sound, and he was like, huh. So I feel like that's going to come into play. For sure, like, gave him a bond with the dragon, too. Gave him Mm -hmm. command over the beast. Yep. And it looks like next episode, they're going to be reunited because it's episode 8, and it's titled Dragon's Den. (laughs) <laughs> so they're going to go find him, and he's going to have a little nest. Maybe he's he's already found a mate, which would be kind of cool, especially if it's a different species, and then they make some kind of, like, <laughs> awesome fighting species. Oh, yeah, that's true. I just don't he's know what time. they could have. Yeah, we'll see. I wonder if they'll do that. I mean, they mentioned yeah. it, so he probably will, actually. It's like, why say if that? If there's a den. Why say yeah, that there's a- they'll breed with anything, and then he doesn't do it? Oh yeah, and if there's a den, there's there's mating. That's what that's what goes down in dens. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> you ain't gonna go just to warm up in a cave by himself. He's gonna go pillage. And in pillaging, he's gonna find a mate, and he's gonna take take that mate, whether they like it or not. <laughs> but that was it for this episode. I actually like this episode not as much as last week's, but still, this show's turning it around for me, yeah, which is good I think because I'm just, it's. I'm just. It was sucking. My expectations are set, so I know what to expect now, and it's it's just gonna be a more relaxed show, more mundane day to day things, and then they're gonna throw in the wave but in between the waves it's just like you're living your life just in a different world Mm -hmm. all right well i don't have anything else i'm jordo vernon we are the evans bros also known as the casual anime fanatics thank you all for listening have a great thanksgiving and as always peace out (laughs) 